Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Ladies. I'm Donna Reese, your teacher and your host, and I'm excited to bring you another episode. Um, for those of you who have been watching weekly or listening in your favorite podcast provider, um, we are now changing to an every other week format. We have been for the last few weeks. Um, while I work on some things um, at Instagram and some other places uh, that I'm going to be having content um, that is not quite so long form as this is. So you can watch your inbox for that if you are a subscriber because it will be coming soon. Uh, one of them will be a 10 minute grammar um, email and that'll be just an audio clip with uh, 10 minutes of grammar and uh, some things at Instagram, teaching tricks and so forth and um, more about how I teach there in short form. So anyway, this is episode number, see that'll move down, it's not working for me, episode number 46. And let's get some housekeeping things out of the way. You have two ways to consume how I teach. You can listen to it on your favorite podcast provider, um, or you can watch it on video at uh, YouTube or at the blog, languageartsladyblog.com. And either way, you're going to want to get this amazing document that comes with each episode. So you get an actual lesson with each episode that you can go ahead and start using. So there are some pieces here that you are going to uh, possibly want to use uh, to teach from. It's not a whole book, but it's definitely enough to use to teach. So, um, and in this episode, I'll teach you how to teach it. So uh, this is the teacher's notebook and these are all available at uh, Language Arts Lady blog and they are available with each episode and they are also, let me see where that is. Sorry about that. They are also available in their entirety. In other words, 40, this is episode 46. So 46 different uh, teacher's notebook sheets are all available together. If you've missed some, you can just print off the entire thing, have free lessons, go back in and listen to uh, some previous lessons. They are evergreen in that um, they're not, most of them are not time sensitive. Some of them are some Christmas ones, how to teach different Christmas things, but even those are concepts, teaching concepts that can be used year round. Okay, without further ado, let us go ahead and get into, um, make sure I don't, shut something off I don't want to. Let's get into the slideshow. And uh, today's episode, episode number 46, is teaching prepositions to elementary students. Now, there are some episodes. Uh, this is episode 46. So there are 46 episodes at the blog of How I Teach. And there are a couple of episodes that, oh, I got a typo on my header, teaching prepositions. Oh, well, I'm sure that was me and not my assistant. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I take full responsibility for typos. Uh, writing 50,000 pages, it's amazing how many typos you end up finding. It's, it's, it's not that there are so many, it's just that there are so many pages. <laughs> so anyway, please forgive me for that. All right, so I have taught about prepositions before, and I've also taught about the weekly Think Fast quiz in which students um, are quizzed each week on various parts of speech, like prepositions, interjections, subordinators, um, uh, first subordinators learned in rhyme, being, helping, and linking verbs, conjunctive adverbs, um, articles, noun mark, articles slash noun markers, and so forth. And those uh, quizzes 
are in episode 19, the beginning Think Fast quiz, and episode number 29, the advanced Think Fast quiz. Now, I bring this up because I'm going to be referring to like older levels versus younger levels and so forth. This is going to be um, pointing to elementary students, but I will, of course, just like I always do, explain how I would do this in another scenario or how I do do it in another age group. And there is a previous preposition episode called uh, number 36, Learn 100 Preps, and um, it... Uh, I'm pretty sure that's where I had, that's when I first got my uh, free list of 235 preps that you can get at my teaching, Teachers Pay Teacher store. All right, so when we approach prepositions or propositions in this case, when we approach prepositions uh, at the elementary level, things are a lot different uh, as far as our approach, our um, reason for teaching it and so forth. So I like to be very, very careful with all of my uh, grammar teaching to my students at all levels to give them a purpose, uh, not to just teach them something without letting them know this is how this is going to be used by you. This is how this is going to help you uh, as opposed to just you know memorize 100 preps, right? Because that is not going to help them unless they can see how it's going to be used. And so a lot of times we see in the elementary years, a lot of memorization. And, and, and I have the same thing in my beginning uh, think fast quiz. You know, like I said, all of those parts of speech, my kids are being tested on those every week and in their think fast quizzes. So there is an element of that, that yeah, elementary kids can memorize quickly and they can, uh, you know, and I have all my rhymes and mnemonics and songs and so forth. So that makes it even easier for them to memorize. But at the same time, I still want to give elementary students a taste of how these will be used. I feel like we're doing our elementary kids a disservice when we just have them memorize lists of words without knowing what their place will be. So um, yeah, so I'm getting ready to do some things in the 10 minute grammar audio that I mentioned earlier uh, about the order of parts of speech and then uh, little tidbits about each of the 10 parts of speech. So don't forget to um, be sure you're subscribed to Language Arts Lady Blog so you don't miss those. All right, so when I teach prepositions to elementary students, I am looking for fun. I'm looking for something that is easy to succeed, something that makes it so that success is inevitable, right? You know, we want our kids to succeed all the time, but in elementary kids, especially, you know, if they just see a blank page and they're supposed to write prepositions, that's very, very disheartening. Whereas with older kids, if they're looking at their preposition sheet, and where they're supposed to fill in their preps and they don't know anything about it, I can simply say something to them like, hey, don't forget, the plane flew blank the clouds, and then they start writing. You know, I can give them cues, I can help them to succeed. But with elementary kids, that might not be the case. They might have their preposition sheet in front of them, and I may say, don't forget, uh, the plane flew blank the clouds, and they'll be like, the plane flew uh, gradually, happily, slowly the clouds, you know, and it just, it, it doesn't take as much, right? It isn't as easy for them to succeed as it is with older kids. Now, granted, when you have rhymes and mnemonics and songs, I mean, all of my elementary kids can say, my well, oh, well, yes, no. And, um, and a, the three little words, tell you that a noun is about to be heard and be a helper link verb is our M was and were be and being been become. Um, I'm looking all over the quiz page in my head. 
um, they can all do all of those, right? So that is another way that we make things easy. Uh, we make it easy for them to succeed. Repetition, really, really crucial. I just wrote, I, I'm in the middle of a series from the Monday, Monday mini mail. Um, can you tell you really should be subscribed? I'm in the middle of a series for the Monday mini mail in which I uh, talk about things that I say every week or every class, you know, every class day, because each of my uh, uh, 12 classes meet, uh, meets um, one time each. So I'm in the middle of this series of things I say every week. And one of those, or, or all of those, have this element of repetition, but not just repetition, but repetition with the exact wording, the exact phrasing, the exact tone. I mean, like when I say to them, uh, when you start a sentence with a subordinate clause, put the comma in when you hear the pause. You know, th that, is, that is something that they, that they know from repetition. But it's also uh, the, the way I say something. Like I'll say, for example, um, you know, in the case of prepositions, over the what, or, you know, the bug was blank on the log, uh, you know, and I'll, my voice will go up or my voice will go down and I'll use the all the time whenever we, and I had an uh, email about this a few weeks ago, whenever we do like, um, uh, it's an it, or whenever we do possession, I'll say, you know, you write the word cat, cat the cat's, the cat's bowl, and I write the word first, is it cat or cats? Okay, it's cats. All right, cats ends in an S, so we put apostrophe on the outside, or I'll say, is it cat or cat? So I'll say cat. Okay, cat doesn't end in an S. Hmm, I need apostrophe S. And so it's that repetition, but also the tone, the exact wording, the exact phrasing, the highs and the lows that they can actually take into themselves. All right, self-practice. Anything that is self-practice is really great. And you're going to see that in this uh, uh, product that I'm going to be sharing with you today that you can make yourself. Uh, I always tell you how to do that as well. And then tricks, like I've been talking about so far, always, always the tricks. Now, I mentioned about teaching with purpose. I mean, my older kids, you know, I, why do you need to learn preposition? prepositions? So we find prepositional phrases. Why do you need to find prepositional phrases? Because a subject is never, never or rarely in a prepositional phrase. Thank you. Okay. And so th these are the things that I'm doing with older kids, but the purpose isn't quite as clear, or maybe it's not that it isn't quite as clear, but it is more challenging, right? So while I might teach the purpose behind prepositions, the, the three purposes or four purposes that I'm about to share with you here, I wouldn't do that with elementary kids because they don't understand about subject verb agreement yet. They don't understand um, about prepositional phrase openers yet. You know, they're just learning their list of prepositions. So the, the purpose behind teaching prepositions is going to be subjective based on the age or the grade of the students that you're teaching. So these are some of the things, the purposes for prepositions that I will use with upper level students. And this is the, a big one here is the subject is almost never in a prepositional phrase. Now this is your, um, well, your main subject as well as any subjects that are in subordinate clauses. But, and so then we put parentheses around all the prepositional phrases that we can find, uh, i.e. we eliminate them mentally and act like they are not there. And then we match our subjects with our verbs and they can see right there 
exactly how the um, subject and verb match with, with excluding the preposition. So the girls, along with their brother, are coming to class. Okay, along with their brother is a prepositional phrase. It is not considered in the subject verb agreement. In between lunch and dinner at the schoolyard, we play for hours. Um, subject, we, verb, play. Uh, the prepositional phrase openers. This is a big one. I've taught this. As a matter of fact, one of the free products listed at the end of this episode is the checklist challenge video and booklet where I teach your students how to use the checklist challenge. And you can, you'll also get the free booklet that they, the free book with that. Um, and prepositional phrase openers is one of the tasks that are, in, that is included in the checklist challenge. So they have to learn how to recognize prepositions, recognize prepositional phrases, and then make them into openers and how to punctuate those openers. So there are, there's a series of steps, right? That you have to, that students go through to get to this point. But um, the checklist challenge has samples under each task as well. So prepositional phrase openers, during the last lengthy blackout, we used up all the candles. We have a one, two, three, four, five word prepositional phrase opener, which is almost always followed with commas. All right, using objective pronouns well. I would never say this to an elementary student, right? But with um, junior high students that really do know their prepositions and really can recognize prepositional phrases well, this would be something that I would really, really bring home, definitely for high schoolers. So she gave the book to John and I. We have to understand that a pronoun that is at the end of a prepositional at the end of a prepositional phrase, or that is at the uh, following an action verb, like I am going to um, I am going to give uh, Sarah and her, right? So that would be a direct object. Um, but any kind of objective situations, which you know we can say they're at the end of sentences, but they're not always. So let's not do that, okay? So let's just say they're objective in that they follow a preposition or they follow an action verb or something like that. So they are in their objective form as opposed to the subjective, right? Subjective is used in the subject part of the sentence and objective is used at, as any kind of objects. So if you do not know how to recognize prepositions, you do not know how to recognize prepositional phrases, then uh, you can end up with something like this. She gave the book to John and I. First of all, it doesn't even sound that bad. Right, and this is where we always isolate. So I always say, she gave the book to John, she gave the book to I, nope, that's not it, we need me. She gave the book to John and me, right? And that is another important aspect of learning prepositional phrases well, is using the objective pronouns. We had no idea it would get around to Cami, Kara, and I. No, we had no idea it would get around to me. So use me as the object. All right. This is the one that I really uh, focus on with elementary kids and that the giving more details in two ways. One is to focus uh, on detail giving with elementary students. So we do this with sentence building. So we would say, for example, okay, sorry about that. We would say, for example, um, uh, the, uh, the bug, crawled, okay, since we're gonna be talking about bugs in the log here in a minute. The bug 
the bug crawled. And then I would say, well, give me more details. And almost always a detail that is added during a sentence building exercise is almost always a prepositional phrase. So if I say the bug crawled, give me more detail, add more to that. They're going to say, they might say something like the red bug, the cute bug, the climbing bug, the tiny bug, or something like that. They might add um, uh, an adjective or, or more, and they might say um, swiftly cr crawled or um, uh, quietly crawled or something like that. They might add an adverb, but more often than not, they are going to say the bug crawled on the log. Yes, tell me more. The bug crawled on the log in the woods. Yes, the bug crawled on the log in the woods. Um, how about a time? Can you give me a time? Um, they might say uh, uh, later, which would be an adverb, but they will probably say um, during the night. So we have sentence built, we have built a sentence right there with them using prepositional phrases. So this is what I focus on with elementary students. I don't focus on the objective form of a pronoun at the end of a prepositional phrase. I don't focus on subject verb agreement with prep, internal preposition, prepositional phrases. And I don't focus on prepositional phrase openers as much. Definitely in my uh, second level of all my books, which is level A in CQLA and level two in uh, uh, Write for a Month and in uh, like fourth and fifth grade in meaningful comps, they all have like extensions and further extensions in the checklist challenge where they have to add prepositional phrase openers. But when I'm first starting out, we're talking second and third grade here, second, third, fourth, uh, it is for sentence building. And they're going to see the advantage of understanding prepositions and of understanding how to create prepositional phrases. And they're gonna do that, understand that through sentence building. So now after we've done some sentence building exercises and we've talked a little bit about prepositional phrases, not, not in great detail, but enough so that they can see, hmm, I use those a lot. Yes, you do, you do use those a lot. And they give more information to sentences. Yes, they do. They give details, right? You, you can say when, where, you know, all of those things with a prepositional phrase. You can say time, you can say all kinds of spatial things, right? Um, as I just described, um, under the log in the woods, right? So those are spatial prepositions. Um, so that's what I'm gonna focus on when I teach prepositions to younger kids like this. So here is like a list of, um, I always say, it's like that, or this is what I say to my students. They say, here's like a list. And I say, so it's like a list or it really is a list. There's like, you know what I mean. Oh my word, aren't kids amazing? Uh, I have some of the greatest junior high and high school kids that you could ever imagine. So anyway, they're used to me doing things like that. So this is an order that I might follow or that I do follow in teaching uh, prepositions starting with second grade and then moving on through. So again, I'm talking about teaching with images, mnemonics, rhymes, interactives, and check sentences. All right, so the first one is what I'm gonna show you today, bugs on a log. And I shared this in one of my socials and somebody said, oh, that brings back so many memories. 
when I was in second grade, our teacher had a dog house and a little puppy. And we cut them out and we placed the um, dog in various places around the dog house. And I was like, yep, that's exactly right. And so bugs on a log is that very, very first like no brainer, they are going to be able to write prepositions on these worksheet pages immediately. Okay, without even memorizing a list of them yet. All right, then I move into my preposition packets. And uh, right now I have three, the third one, the plain one is just being updated and it should be up uh, very soon. But the plane is the angel flew, the, the plane flew blank the clouds. And then that is of course, every spatial one. And then uh, that those preposition packets, besides teaching the spatial of the plane, the, the castle, beast was in the castle, castle, bell was in the castle, around the castle, under the castle, through the castle, or the reindeer was, um, uh, the reindeer flew um, over the clouds, under the clouds, whatever that, that might be, that's my Christmas packet. But in addition to those spatial things, it also does the synonyms, the antonyms, the multi-word preps, the time ones, during, after, before, uh, and all of those in these, I think they're like 100 page preposition books. All right, so those are available at Teachers Pay Teachers at my store, right? And with those preposition packets come these two check sentences. The plane flew blank the clouds, the spatial one again, and the boy played blank the class. But the next thing is repetition. And that comes through the weekly Think Fast quizzes. So when I first pass out the Think Fast quizzes, and I teach about this in 29 and 19 and 29, the beginning and the advanced, 19 and 29. When I first pass them out, they're like, but I don't know these things. I don't know what an interjection rhyme is. I don't know what, um, you know, the a be a helper link verb song is. I don't know what prepositions even are. And so at first, as I instruct in that 19 and 29, and that I also describe in the how to use this packet um, in the front matter of all of those uh, preposition packets and the think fast quizzes, um, I say, you know what? You don't have to know anything right now. Right now, we are going to use an answer key. I get in the answer key and I have them put a sticky note on that says my new best friend. And um, you're gonna use this new best friend all the time until you either, it either A, comes in your muscle memory, or B, we've had it in class, and so we've used all the tricks, mnemonics, rhymes, songs, uh, check sentences, and so forth, um, and then you're going to know more and more and more, and then they, you know, they start using those, and then, you know, 10 prepositions, and then 20, and then 30, and uh, most kids, uh, junior high kids know 50 to 80 when they leave at the end of the school year and uh, high schoolers will know more like 80 to 100 or even more than that. All right, so again, we're gonna introduce it, teaching specific to elementary students. We're gonna introduce it as part of sentences that give more information. We're gonna focus on the object too a little bit in that we're going to say um, uh, the, uh, the, in this case, the log. The log is the object. Right, the log is the object of the prepositional phrase. So a prepositional phrase is a preposition plus its object. So I, I focus on that because in my first several years of curriculum writing and uh, teaching, I did not. I focused on instead hearing where the preposition ended by asking the question on what, over what, 
through what and where to whom and they when they answer the question that's where the prepositional phrase ends but i didn't use the terminology as much the object of the preposition so uh focus on that as well and that's going to be the log when you're doing the bugs on a log or it's going to be the doghouse if you're making a doghouse situation or it's going to be the clouds in with the reindeer and the playing and so forth okay so interacts active at first Verbal activities, sentence building, all of these things will lead to the um, purposes and uh, the specificity to teaching elementary students. Okay, variety of sentences. Here we go. So the uh, bugs on a log, which I'm going to show you how to use this in case you want to make your own, or you can, I, I think it's, I don't even know, I think it's like four or five dollars at um, my teacher's pay teacher store. And it comes in color as well as in black and white. So what you're going to do here is uh, you're going to have a log and a, uh, an outdoor scene, and you're going to talk about um, how things could go in different positions to the log, right? So, and, the, and how to do this is completely in the um, uh, front matter of the, uh, bugs on the log. It has like a really long how to use this product uh, front matter. But you're going to talk about the, the position. So if I had a bug here and he was crawling around, how would he be in position to the in uh, relation to the log? Well, he could be in the log. He could be under the log. He could be through the log. Yes. And so the first thing that we memorize rhyme wise actually is preposition show position. That's the first thing that all kids at, in all of my classes memorize. All right, so then we're going to go from there to showing them um, how prepositions fall all over that. So um, um, you can see without the bugs and then with the bugs. Aren't those ladybugs so cute? Oh, my, my graphic girls are so good at finding those uh, darling pictures for me. So from the log, over the log, above the log, away, the, away from the log, on the log, along the log, alongside the log, on top of the log, within the log, inside the log, around, and so forth. And you can see how cute that is, right? It's absolutely positively darling. And we can do some verbal things with this, right? We can uh, have the class cut out their ladybugs and have this sheet, but not have, uh, but not have the bugs on it yet. And they can have their little glue stick and all their bugs cut out and we can do it verbally. So we can do it here where, um, you know, we have them recite uh, the bug crawled from the log. Okay, put your bug right there by from. The bug climbed over the log. Okay, now put your bug right there by over. And you can have, go around the room and have them say them and have them um, put, their put their bug on the page after the person says it. That's a good oral practice. And um, then of course, it'll look like this, which is absolutely darling. And you can you know, enlarge this and hang this up uh, as like a mini poster. And then they have in the actual set, uh, the page with the lines for them to write the word and then all the little bugs that they can glue with the word and then the log and the bug that they can practice. So when you cut this out, uh, in the middle of the log, it, the bug fits in it, over it, around it. And so that is where we're using that physicality to practice as well. Um, and again, 
you know, we're talking about doghouse, we're talking about a plane with clouds, you know, we're talking about a lot of different scenarios where this would work to teach prepositions and prepositional phrases. All right, and here is the black and white version of it. So everything that is in this packet in color is also available in black and white. There's also uh, a um, preposition list of all of the ladybug ran blank the log. Uh, so all of the prepositions that fit in that blank uh, on the list for the teacher or even for the student, if you want the students to have a list and work on memorizing those. And the thing about it is they don't really have to like memorize, memorize as far as um, learning a list. I mean, I know that there are preposition songs out there. I had one when I was in school, aboard about about, well, you know, I can remember that, but it's only 30 prepositions and there are 230 prepositions, counting the multi-word ones. So we don't wanna limit them to just a song. The other thing about limiting them to just a song is that the song has nothing to do with the purpose. And but this, these interactives, whether you're making them or whether you use one of mine, these interactives have them memorizing prepositions through the purpose of prepositions, which is to show position in the case of the spatial ones, uh, which is um, you know, like 90% of the preps or 80% of the preps are spatial. All right, so this is a great way. There are a lot of activity suggestions um, in the front matter. And this is a great way to practice with prepositions. They can, you know, take their, I would have them cut out their log and their little ladybugs and put it in um, a Ziploc bag. It's even better if you can print that on cardstock, right? It's even better if you can print on cardstock and laminate it, right? But, you know, we don't all have the time and the resources for, you know, like the very, very, very best way the, the, that's going to keep it the nicest and so forth. So we need to do whatever we can do, right? So we'll put that in a Ziploc bag and they can get those out and, and that bug and that, that single bug and that log and they can practice with it. They can take it home and practice. They can take these blank sheets home and practice with their bug in different positions and write them on there. Um, they can, of course, glue the bugs uh, anywhere on the worksheet pages, so forth. Lots and lots of ideas to do with those. So this is how I go about teaching prepositions to elementary students. So I'm working very much on the variety of sentences, adding the details to sentences. And that is often enough to motivate kids to learn them, right? Because A, they can realize that they already use those. They just need to learn more of them and they just need to learn a variety of them, right? They're already knowing that, yeah, I do that already. I say to the town and in the car and over the hills, yes, you do. So let's get us a larger repertoire to be able to do that with. And then we'll move into all of these other reasons, right? Um, such as objective pronouns, prepositional phrase openers, and subject verb agreement. As students mature and as they um, move along in their grammar studies, the, the danger, of course, is teaching them how to use something like this in a certain way when they don't even know what, like, they don't know their prepositions. So how can they know the objects of their prepositions? They don't know all their parts of speech. So what if they can't find the subject and verb in the sentence anyway to even match them? So isolating those prepositional phrases wouldn't do any good at this level. They can't, they can't match their subjects and verbs yet even without an intervening prepositional phrase getting in the way and distracting them, right? They can't, um, they, uh, 
are often do not write, write with a series of three or more in which the pronouns would sound okay. Like, you know, give it to Kayla, Cami, and me, give it to Kayla, Cami, and I doesn't, they're, they're not even writing with that yet, oftentimes in second and third grade. So those are not going to be our purposes for them. And they shouldn't be, like I said, because they don't have their previous skills. I always cringe when I see something that is, that we're asking them to do that they don't have the previous skill to that. They don't have the skill that goes before that. And so that's why it's so important to teach them the purpose of something because they can recognize, yes, I already have that skill. Like I was saying in sentence building, they'll say, yeah, I say over the hill, I say in the car, I say uh, through the um, bridge, I already do that. They can see that they, the purpose for it is a purpose for them uh, because they already are at that level of doing that. All right, thank you so much for joining me today. There is more information about how to get your, uh, the broadcast each week forward slash how I teach with the teacher's notebook and then how to get all of your teacher's notebooks for the all 46 episodes. Here's that free product that I talked about uh, related to this. And this is a free checklist challenge. It's not specific to memorizing prepositions, but it is, um, it has, does have prepositional phrase openers and so forth that I teach on the video. And then also uh, there's a freebie at Teachers Pay Teachers, a complete preposition list. I think it's, it's got the list of like 230. Um, I think it's divided up into spatial and time, uh, but that is a master list that teachers like to have at their fingertips. All right, and here are some of the digital products that I talked about. Oh, there's the freebie. Oh yeah, the freebie there is, um, I don't know if I can enlarge that. I don't know if you'll be able to see that, but the freebie is um, has a list of prepositions and then it has categories, cards and so forth that they can use. And so there are some of the digital products that are related and some of the other products that can also have uh, these um, things in them. So anyway, thank you for joining me. I will see you next time on how I teach and uh, who knows what we'll be teaching about next time, right? But we'll move on into some more uh, writing projects next time for sure. Thank you for joining me.